Okay, Molly, thank you for yes, coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is super exciting. Um, I am not a designer of any sort or an architect, but I do love like like building things with my hands. Mm -hmm. Um, many people asked in specifically more of the Slavic community, hey, can you have an interior designer on or a designer on that? Really? Yeah, that have has a de degree and like a career path because there's plenty of girls that maybe like design do flowers at weddings mm -hmm. or design or what is it called when decorating uh, decor yeah. or like when they just come and like set something stage. up stage mm -hmm. there you go they stage but i i personally don't know many or any ex until i met you like uh professional interior designers so this is awesome to have you on well, thank you so much for having me i really appreciate yeah. it so if you can introduce yourself <laughs> a little bit maybe um what you do um and then we'll get into the interior designing what it is and all yeah, that stuff absolutely so actually i never knew how involved interior design was until i went to college okay um i knew i wanted to be a designer since i was four and i wow. started moving little you know my friends rooms around their parents used to get so irritated because i'd come over and push all their furniture around mm -hmm. my parents really gave me free reign with you know rooms in our house and um Let's see, I got involved. My mom actually decorated. She did a little bit of design um, training, but my I come from a very artistic family. My father's okay. a musician. My brother's mm -hmm. an animator. And um, and so I just kind of grew up in the art world okay. a lot. And I just always really appreciated classic um, art and design and architecture. And so I started just from the point that I was a little girl, like doing the rooms in my dollhouse. Wow. Or... Um, <clears throat> Like I said, going over to friends' houses, pushing things around, making, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. getting them in trouble for rearranging their whole rooms. <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew I wanted to do this and actually enrolled in a college program when I was in seventh grade okay. um, at, I think was it American? College program in seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. So I started design classes in seventh grade, okay, just awesome. taking ones. Um, I went to Solano Community College for an interior design mm -hmm class out there and then my parents were really cool they started doing interior design for decorating um <clears throat> and they would take me to the furniture mart in san francisco mm -hmm. and just kind of show me um how the business worked and so i was fortunate enough to have parents that encouraged me to follow my dreams and not just like the standard degree that a lot this of is family what you're do. yeah okay. yeah and um so i'm super grateful for that um, that's how I got involved in it, and I'm so glad I did. Even though I graduated at, when the economy crashed, so okay. so 2008, seven. So well, I graduated in 2006. Okay. Did really great for a couple of years, and the the market hit. Okay, and all of us designers were like, "Oh my gosh, what did we do?" But <laughs> but then the cool thing about you know um, problems like that is then you find um, ways to get creative and okay. get yeah. out of it. And so that's when I started blogging. And started creating things, and I lived overseas for a little bit, okay. and that kind of kept, um, kept my everything moving energy going. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's how I was able to stick with it instead of just getting out of it. Awesome. Uh, you uh, mentioned a couple times. You said your parents were uh, decorating, and then designing. So designing and decorating is different. I'm assuming. Yes, what is totally different things. What are what is the difference between designing and decorating? So. Technically, a decorator, anybody like it's kind of like singing. You can sing, and then if you go to classical training, 
then you get you can actually sing. Yeah, then you're okay. really good. Yeah, um, but no matter how much training, if you don't have a like a voice, you mm-hmm. can't really learn how to, you know sure. how to yeah. hear tone and different things like that. Okay, um, it probably doesn't matter how much college training I did. If I wanted to be a mathematician, I probably would not be very good at it. Okay. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, same thing with design. I really feel like it's something if you have an artistic eye. Um, then you go to school and you can become a designer. Now, mm-hmm. a decorator is just somebody who's talented and they're really good at it. They don't have a degree necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're good at just kind of doing more like facelift type stuff. Putting on things a house. together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, looking at color. Design is a whole nother level. So that's um, you're trained on the architectural side, essentially mm-hmm. with drafting, AutoCAD, mm-hmm. um, demolition plans. Reflected ceiling plan. Uh, you have to be able to do all that kind of stuff. We awesome. studied um, history of art, architecture, textiles, mm-hmm. chemistry of textiles, wow. um, building codes, ADA codes. So you have to know how to communicate with um, contractors and architects and how to draft and do 3D renderings and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's really the difference between a designer and a decorator. So designer has the training and the knowledge to do all that kind of stuff. And then they can work on things from the ground up. Okay, got you. Instead of just little. You you said decorator and um, I'm like thinking decorator. It's like a person that is really good at putting up Christmas lights or something. Well, they're good at like doing little scenes and different things. And some decorators after many years of experience, which a lot of it's like field training essentially Mm -hmm. could be, you know, considered designers if they have enough experience and they can do all the you know remodels and are knowledgeable on okay, that okay. but typically it takes a lot of training and okay. homework in school <laughs> so there's a bunch of designers i don't know how many designers graduate every year mm-hmm. who comes up with like the trends like i remember so my uncle flips homes and i remember him getting homes and all the kitchens were red and blue and mm-hmm. then they were everything was brown and tan and yeah. now everything is then then gray and woody and now everything's white and gold and that's exactly where does that come from so um trends are really interesting they are they go across the board with cars fashion hairstyles Mm -hmm. homes um so i think you know there's always like trend forecasts um where the big designers out of you know milan or paris will come up and a lot of it is inspired by fashion too okay um, so trend forecasts happen and then it comes out and then it kind of affects every single industry. Um, but the cool thing about Pinterest is that now it's kind of allowed for people to just do a ton of different styles and everything kind of works to a degree. So it's not, I mean, like in 2006, like you were saying, everything was Tuscan. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2012, everything went more gray and white. And now it still is kind of a little bit of that, but um, styles are changing so fast now that with them changing so fast, I feel like you can also keep other keep styles a little bit longer. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different, but I think it, a lot of it's, you know, movies, TV, fashion. Um, it even goes into the automobile industry. Yeah. It kind of all okay. ties together. So I think they all kind of affect each other. And then now I think it's really influenced by social media influencers. So whatever this fashion blogger has in their home Mm -hmm. um, tends to be some of the requests that my clients are now wanting. It's all based off of social media. Mm -hmm. Okay, got you. So it's not not even the designers. Because of social media, 
people see something cute and they're like, wow, I really like this. Mm-hmm. I, now, now that you say that, I, I see my wife. Oh, I saw this. I see a bunch of screenshots on her phone of different things that she likes and yeah. puts them together or whatever. I mean, there are big companies that have a big impact on trends, but it, I mean, you have to have enough um, either credibility. influence, credibility, um, or money behind it to really push a trend. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the whole shabby chic thing trend came about because people were broke and it was, the economy was so low and it was like, how can we make our home look so great by finding pallets at the back of stores or how can we, so a lot of really? it's influenced never, by the economy too. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. I felt like everybody's like digging into their uh, country roots or something. Everybody wants to make like barn style so basically, um, during the whole economy crash, you know, thrift shopping and going to the Goodwill wasn't mm-hmm. the cool thing to do until the market crashed. Or that song came out. Uh, oh, thrift shop. Yes, yeah. thrift shop. <laughs> exactly. Well, that well the, my I grew up going to yard sales, and my Same. parents, yeah, would go to yard sales. My parents would spray paint things. Our house always looked bomb and mm-hmm. for nothing. And so I always did that, but you know. It would, everybody would be like, oh, you got this at the Goodwill or you got this here. And then when the economy crashed, it was like, no, let's make this a cool thing that right. now you can go. And now those places are so expensive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They made something uh, simple. I guess the word they use now is bougie. Yeah. Everything, everything simple looking is bougie now. Mm-hmm. And, but I noticed um, slowly everything's coming back to like the classical, mm-hmm. like, First thing is gold. Yeah. You know, things like gold wasn't really the style for a while. Um, but let's move into, I'm not really a stylist. So I don't know. Um, let's move into like, what are the, what is so special about interior design? Maybe for you specifically, like, yes, you've kind of liked it all, all along. Mm-hmm. But now that you have that experience, because Usually the first, especially you graduated and then the economy kind of tanked. You weren't really sure what you want to do. But now since it's, I'm guessing, is doing better. Oh, yeah. um, What do you love about the interior design aspect? If somebody, maybe somebody's graduating school or something, they're like, dude, this is so tough. I don't know if I can. Is it worth it? Yes, 100%. I love my job. I love my clients. I love, um, I, I can't work. I'm not the kind of person that can work in an office all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about interior design is that I feel like so many different personality types can take it and make it work for them. Okay. Um, for example, if somebody loves drafting, mm-hmm. they could get a job at a big firm doing drafting all day long. If somebody loves to shop, they can be personal shoppers. So there's so many different avenues. You could take blogging, um, construction project management, mm-hmm. all of those things are tied into that industry furniture design, textile design. So you could really go so many different directions with this one degree wow, and okay. really fine tune it to what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I love creating spaces that people are inspired in or at peace in, mm-hmm. or um, there's such a psychological um, effect w- with design. That's why we choose the restaurants we go to, the coffee shops, the that's wine true. bars, it's hotels. How it make you feel? Exactly, it's how it makes you feel. So unless yeah. the food is really good, which some of my favorite restaurants are like in in dumps, <laughs> mm-hmm. but unless the food is really good, we go for the ambiance, right? Mm-hmm. And it really affects things, color affects things, lighting, everything. So it's so cool to be able to create these spaces that make people feel so good in. And um, 
or encouraged in. And there's so many, it goes deeper than just the kind of artificial shallow part of it, of just things looking pretty. Mm-hmm. I've had a few clients who, um, one of them was passing, um, with can they had cancer mm-hmm. and were wanted to live the rest of their time in a beautiful space that made them feel good and not in a hospital room wow. or, um, went through a terrible divorce and they needed a fresh start. So it's more of a emotional transition thing that people go through with design than just, I want things to be pretty, which sometimes mm, it is. Okay, but that, usually there's that, deeper. I see. I never thought it. about it like that. Mm-hmm. I usually thought like, okay, I'm designing this because this is the trend. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but, there's a lot of that too. Yeah, but. yeah. But that's actually, that's super cool that now that I think about it, some people have houses with different rooms designed totally differently mm-hmm. just because of how they kind of make them feel, I guess. Yep. You know, when you're in a red room or whatever the colors mean to however they make people feel maybe are the colors of the rooms. Um, and a lot of businesses use design to encourage people to purchase certain things or to try to feel different ways. If you look at even Google's setup, mm-hmm. um, their design is brilliant. I mean, it, obviously creates a place where people are inspired and um google the office i'm yeah, like google I'm, offices I'm, I'm, or, I'm looking at the google like the browser <laughs> oh no 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 the, <laughs> like the actual browser. offices okay, okay um but um you know facebook headquarters all mm-hmm. those types of places they all are so inspiring and so amazing and all the hotels that are our favorite places to go to and facebook you know, headquarters is insane so i yeah. had the, i had the opportunity to actually work there Oh, that's awesome. And the money that they spent on all this crazy stuff, not from the United States and like shipped from around the world is crazy. And so that's what I don't get about design is like, usually you want people tend to want things that are most expensive. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> is that is that necessary or like you were talking like there's ways to make cheaper things, I guess, look good as well. Absolutely. You know, so when the economy crashed, I was like, I got to do something because even the millionaires aren't spending money. Nobody, no houses were selling. Nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to let that passion kind of die. So I created a blog, mm-hmm. which is super out. I mean, I haven't touched it in five years, but it was called The Poor Sophisticate. And it was how to live beautifully on a dime and travel and entertain and cook things. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun exploring that side of things. You know, what can I find on the side of the road and make beautiful? And, yeah, yeah. and it's totally, um, anybody can can make a place look awesome with money. It takes talent, I think, to make something look awesome with very little money. With a budget. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, obviously you can do extravagant, extreme things with with money, but... I some of my best jobs have been on extreme budgets just because it pushes the the um, creative creativity more. I don't know. It it's fun doing both. Yeah. Yeah. But it's absolutely possible to have a beautiful place. Just depends for designers for hiring a designer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Budget. Everybody has a budget and um, not all of them are crazy high. A lot of people just with very moderate budgets. But where you really save the money is where you're doing the work yourself. Mm hmm. Um, and so a lot of clients will like hire me for the design and the inspiration and stuff like that, but then they'll execute certain things. So, okay. so it's, it's all possible in any budget really. So what, what kind of places do you usually design, uh, like residential households, offices, 
I do it all. Everything. Yeah, wow. I love it. That's not typical though. Most okay. people choose to focus on just airplanes, just houses, just um, commercial places, just restaurants. I kind of like to dip my toe into all of it. Um, anything from residential, I've done quite a few commercial jobs, more mm -hmm. boutique commercial jobs, okay. um, like sh little shops, independent ones, not like usually big firms will do like banks and mega hotels and okay, stuff like okay. that. Um, but I like kind of the more quirky, smaller ones. Obviously, cool. I'd be open to do the bigger ones too, but yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of like it all. And staging and photo shoot styling is fun too. I get bored easily, so it's fun to that every client, every job is so different. And I get to do it all. That but, is awesome. Has, the, has uh, there ever been like a client where you come in and the, what they're imagining you're like, what's a nice way of saying like what you're imagining is is disgusting? Well, um, I've gotten more open with age because mm -hmm. <laughs> people are paying for my honest opinion. So right. I always try to um, take what they're imagining and make it look, I mean, my job is to take all the ideas and make them look beautiful. Okay. So I do that. But um, there have been some cases where I've had to just say, I don't think we're compatible with our vision. <laughs> so but that's okay. Cause I want them to be happy and yeah, there might yeah. be somebody that likes that vision and they can help them execute that. Okay. So what does, um, what does your day to day schedule look like? I mean, does, is, is, are you on a, like a seven to five, because no. you work for yourself, do you do whatever you want? Are you working 20 hours a day? Sometimes. Sometimes I have, you know, periods where I'm working one hour days. And then last summer, I think I worked several months, 21, quite a few 21 hour days. 21 hour a few days? Seven, quite wow. a few seven day weeks. But but then I have like um, slow season is usually in the winter after Christmas when everybody's blown through all their money and they're waiting on their tax returns yeah, to come yeah. back. And so that's the time where I let myself sleep in and I let myself just okay. kind of relax and don't push it too hard. And then I work really hard spring, summer, fall, and then just kind of chill. <laughs> so it is a more of a seasonal yeah. type of thing. Yeah, okay. it really is. I mean, I already had projects going, which were really great. But mm -hmm. then I think in the last week I got like five calls for full blown remodels. That will be wow. major, you know, like very involved type stuff all within a couple days of each other. So um, it definitely is a seasonal thing. Absolutely. But so, it's cool because some days I'm waking up at 3 a.m. to get mm -hmm. to San Francisco for a client. And then other days I don't work till six or seven when people are off of work. Yeah, some yeah. days I'm shopping all dressed up with a client going to the design center and other days, um, which more often I'm with a bunch of contractors on demolition projects and construction sites and all okay. that. That tends to be more my normal day. Okay. Yeah. But, or but shopping. That, that's cool. So you said remodel. Are you re like remodeling houses that burnt down or just people just want to remodel their bathroom or their house? Um, a lot of people do, you know, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, or is full. I've done full home get jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever anybody wants, uh, helping people from build from the ground up. I do a lot of that. Sometimes I'll just go in for um, an hour and a half consultation where they get an hour and a half and they can ask any question they want. I'll just do colors or. That's see, that's crazy to me because I never even imagining like I never imagined hiring an interior designer for remodeling a house. It's, I was just like, OK, you go to Home Depot, you look at the pictures. OK, I like this mm -hmm. and that. So typically interior designers will save you money 
and not making costly mistakes on your mm. home. So, okay. I mean, there's so much to color and tones and lighting. And I've had a couple people who, you know, call and be like, oh, you know, get a bid. And they go, you know, we're just going to try to do it on our own. And then a week later, I get another call and they've already spent $5,000 having their house painted. And the color they thought was gray actually has a green undertone. And now they just lost all this money, you know, and they have wow, to redo it yeah. again. And that's way more than had they just hired me to help them. That makes know? sense. That yeah. makes sense because I even remember uh, painting our house. You get a little card and then you get a sample. The card looks nothing like the sample mm -hmm. after you paint it. Then you get the bucket. The bucket looks different than all three of those. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah. And I just think it's one of those things that leave it to the expert. Like, I don't try to highlight my hair on my own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. go to who's best at it. I don't, you know, my boyfriend's a pro at fixing cars. I have him fix my car. I don't try to, like, <laughs> look, YouTube it and figure out how to do it. You know, I just yeah. think, you know, you can, people can decorate really well, but especially if there's a lot of construction or remodeling involved, mm -hmm. you should use a designer. Use somebody yeah. with experience. Yeah. And, okay. Because there's so many, I mean, I, I do kitchen remodels and flips all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And um, people get really overwhelmed. They don't know how to communicate with contractors. Some contractors, not all, none of the ones I work with mm -hmm. um, push people into stuff, but some contractors will push clients into stuff because they have extra paint of that pink color or this or that. It's not really what they wanted. So um, an interior designer is kind of an advocate for both the contractor and the client. Um, all the guys I work with are amazing and they are so honest and wonderful and on time. But there have been some people who get kind of screwed over by the um, contractor. And, yeah. And then there's a lot of contractors that get screwed over by clients too. So it's, I'm kind of the middleman, uh, marriage counselor, if you will, <laughs> that like kind of communicates for okay. both people. And yeah. when the client's not understanding what's happening in the remodel, I explain, oh no, this is actually, they're, they are doing exactly what they should be doing. And then also stand up and communicate, stand up for the client, communicate to the contractor. Okay. We needed to. What, do you do weddings or events? Do you design those? Or? Um, that definitely is something that I would say, oh my gosh, have a wedding planner do it. But I do consult. Yes. Okay. So I consult with wedding design. Like this is how the flowers should look. But again, we should consult with a florist or, you know, we should go on this theme. I, um, so I do help with like small events and things like okay. that and yeah, stuff like that. You can really go any direction, but my main thing is like homes and flips and remodels okay. and okay. stuff like that. Well, let's go kind of backtrack and to school. What was school like oh, uh, for an interior designer? Well, um, so I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the program is like now, but back when I was in school, um, I think I logged, it was like 80 hours of homework a week. It was so much drafting, so much rendering, wow. so much codes and, you know, everything I never thought interior design was going to be. <laughs> I graduated high school and was like, cool, I'm going to just make things pretty. But mm -hmm. I didn't think, oh, making things pretty means you have to know all the technical things that goes behind making something pretty. Um, so it was a lot of teaching technical things. They don't teach you how to decorate in college. You, they, you, that's just something you know or you don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of know how to do it or not. You, that's it's kind like of crazy. Singing. Yeah, it's kind of like singing though. Like 
again, I would compare it to that. Like you can have a, you know, any of us with training would be better singer, but if you don't have a good voice, you don't have a good voice kind of okay, thing. Okay. So if you have an artistic eye and you understand scale and balance, they teach, you know, different theories and different things like that. And you study the history, but I found you, you have it or you don't. Okay. So all those technical things that you learned in college, do you find yourself using them in like in real life? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So, so I, th I feel like that's something very important because many people are like, dude, when am I ever going to use this stuff that I'm memorizing for no reason? Yeah. Well, I definitely recommend a school like FITM. Mm -hmm. um, like our history classes were um, not like American history or world history. It was like history of furniture and architecture and textiles. Mm -hmm. um, and the math classes was like how to do accounting for your business. So it was all applicable to okay what you're actually going to need to know and i even with college i mean i've been doing this now for 15 years um almost 16 years and i'm still learning new things every day i can't imagine doing it and not having a degree mm -hmm. um i think there are people just winging it on somebody else's dime there could be a lot of very costly mistakes that would happen yeah. Right. And especially if, if you're not trained and you're trying to learn, you're obviously doing on learning on somebody else's dime. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then that's when people are like, dude, I hate using designers yeah. or designers, Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm just going to do everything myself. And maybe that's where some people don't like to use exactly. decorators or whatever. Well, and that's why um, it's kind of a faux pas to call decorators design. It's like, um, yeah, if unless they've been trained properly trained mm -hmm. and technically trained they're not a designer so do designers have like a license after or um is just this you degree? can take different certifications like get a, a you know with through asid mm -hmm. um but like business license you know to show stuff but it's really more about your portfolio okay. um and like so when people are looking to hire you they want to see the work you've already done mm -hmm. versus like looking at that kind of thing but the training itself is would what is what would categorize you as being a designer Okay, so you you mentioned that you knew you wanted to be a designer at four years old. Mm -hmm. You were you were decorating things around your house, and your parents let you let you do that. Two thousand eight, everything crashed. Mm -hmm. You went overseas. You started a blog, so you wouldn't lose your your kind of feel your or your energy for designing. Why were you so? I don't want to say desperate, but why did you want to stick to design so badly? Why did you um, choose it like as like, this is my career for the rest of my life? Well, you know, for a little bit, I kind of was like, you know, maybe should I have done something, you know? And then I realized that um, God gave me this talent and this gift and this passion for this. Mm -hmm. And it would kind of be um, not in my best interest to not pursue that, regardless of the trials I'm going to have to deal with. Plus economies you know, change. And, mm -hmm. and the cool thing about design is I feel like, and with, with a lot of different industries is um, there's always a way, mm -hmm. you know, my dad told me, I remember one time being like, well, there's no, the firms aren't hiring or this or that. And he goes, well, then you create something, if I, you know, create a need and then mm -hmm. fill that. Or mm. um, so I just kind of, I came from a family of entrepreneurs and um, just not, doing what you're passionate about was kind of never an option. You okay. just, you, you make it work and you fight for what you want to do. And, um, 
keep on keeping on <laughs> and it's then it'll just, come. It just depends on how yeah. bad you want it, I guess. Exactly. God blesses um, you when you work and put that energy into it, if it's what you're called to do. And so yeah. I believe this is what I'm called to do. And usually, you know, if you're called to do something, yeah. things just turn out to look good when you're doing them. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly so, right. Um, so the how can I part? Um I'm I remember my my little sisters when they were in high school they brought home little pillows right mm-hmm. that they there was like a sewing class or it was called a design class I don't know exactly I didn't take it I don't know what they did there but I'm guessing that would be a good start right for a Yeah absolutely for somebody that's looking into design mm-hmm. but like you said when you started taking design class it was nothing like pretty things they didn't teach you how to make things no. pretty and it's actually not uh, a lot of people be like oh your job must be so fun it's fun because i love it but it's yeah. not a glamorous job at all it's not i mean aspects of it are like taking when you're entertaining clients or mm-hmm. looking at pretty things that's fun but the pressure of because when you do purchases and there's things all this is on your shoulders you have to know all the technical things and all this mm-hmm. and that so it's it's certainly not a glamorous fun job it's a very it's a job with a lot of responsibility and i think the best thing somebody could do is obviously watch as many hgtv shows as you can but the realistic ones where they're demoing stuff and Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. problems that arise and different things like that because problems arise on every single job so what what's what's the hardest part about interior design yeah people see all these like pretty pictures after Mm -hmm. like something's done um, unrealistic expectations, probably. Um, I think a lot of people, the one thing that does kind of stink about HGTV is that it's totally unrealistic. The timelines are unrealistic. Um, there's usually a number of designers, local designers working on the programs. There's tons of different crews working there to make it happen around the clock. Mm-hmm. And then they're just showing little bits and pieces of it. Um, of You know, they're not showing all the difficult things. So I think... Budget, um, people have to have a realistic expectation of what things cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you start opening walls, you can find mold, you can find Termized. damage. Term- right, that's right. So a lot of times your design budget mm-hmm. has to go to repairing um, things that you can anticipate being wrong with your house. So so if I'm understanding this correctly, people are watching like H, the, the remodel TV mm-hmm. shows. And coming to you and saying, hey, Molly, I want to remodel my house, but I want it done as fast and as cheap as I saw. Right. Really. And those, the thing is that they're not taking into account necessarily all the, how much trades people cost. So yeah. when HGTV or Home Depot or places like that are funding it for a TV show, mm-hmm. the prices aren't always accurate. Plus, typically the homes are staged when they're filmed, but that doesn't always come with the house. Right. It's just it's, for it's, show. A, it's TV. It's, right. So it's for TV. Exactly. Which makes total sense. I'm just surprised that people don't realize that they're watching TV. Yeah, at, but if that's all know? they've been exposed to, that's all they would know. So I would encourage to watch shows like I think Fixed Rapper is pretty. I mean, obviously, they stage mm-hmm. things at the end, but they're they're pretty authentic about showing um, kind of the things that happen with like demo is mm-hmm. going wrong and oh we we got to add an extra 15,000 here you know so mm-hmm. they're pretty good about um showing that but also i would say if you're into doing interior design um just know there's going to be a lot of work with 
typically with interior design, unless you take a niche route, um, you're going to be working with a lot of construction Mm -hmm. and um, construction materials. And um, I would recommend definitely trying to intern or at least shadow an interior designer for a couple of days because I think it ends up being very different than what it's a lot of last minute, late night fixing of things or this order didn't come in and, and, and everything's on a timeline that it's kind of like a ripple effect. So if this person can't come on this day, then these other people can't start. And so then that all gets delayed. So okay. it's a lot of relying on other that people. That makes sense. Too. I never actually thought about interior design and construction being so closely knit mm-hmm. together. But now that I think about it, it's like you see a picture and it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, s- things don't just, you can't just, things don't just happen, right? Right. So that's very important to consider like labor, schedule, when people are available to do things, like you said, when people, so interior design is a lot about management. Oh, it's most, I would say 90% of it's mostly management, managing schedules, crews, finances. And then you have to think about all the vendors that you use for Mm. different couches, drapes, paint, materials, construction materials, furniture, fabrics, wallpaper. I mean, these could all be from different vendors and different people installing. So it's just a lot of, Wow. So, so whatever you promise the client is dependent on 15 contractors doing different mm-hmm. things for you. Yeah. So that I, that's actually very, I think, very important for someone looking into interior design to realize, hey, unless you're working for a firm, right? Mm-hmm. But even then, you're probably going to be working for your sub, subs and whoever you're hiring mm-hmm. to do the work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's a lot of writing up of contracts unless you hire somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and accounting and finances. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it all looks pretty in the end and that makes it worth it for me. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But um, yeah, it's it's a tricky trade. It really is. But it's a wonderful trade to get into. Um, but you just have to really want it. Because I think a lot of people, again, go into it thinking it's easy or pretty or flashy and it's not that at all. Okay. <laughs> A little reality check. Yeah, so it's amazing though. Are are there designers or uh, interior designers looking for? I'm I'm sure nobody's looking for for someone to shadow them, but are designers usually open or typically open for people to come and shadow them that want to kind of learn from? It depends. Um, it depends on. I mean, yes, I would say yes. It depends, mm-hmm. but it also depends on how much time. I know. Um, Sometimes when I'm working those really long days, I don't have the time to always teach Mm -hmm. certain things. And then there's times of the year where I'm like, oh my gosh, I could totally use somebody to shadow me and show them the ropes and they Mm -hmm. can assist me and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I think it's kind of depends on the season and the time and then what, you know, each individual designer is looking for and needing. But, um, But I think there's, you know, there's some, some college courses you can learn a few things from. But I think, yeah, the best thing you could do is try to find a designer that'll let you shadow them See, if possible. <laughs> like what I'm thinking, like you're trying to reach out to de- like I reached out to six designers in Sacramento. You were the only one that actually replied. Really? Yeah. And so I, I feel like people looking into design maybe have been trying to reach out to designers. But like you're saying, maybe they're trying to reach reach them at a at the wrong time Difficult busy time. season no they're like dude I, have, I don't have time for instagram i'm trying to well and that's happened to me a lot i've had a lot of people reach out and i'm like i wish i had something that i could 
use help on or I wish I, you know, that I could shadow right now. And it's either been so busy or slower and it mm -hmm. was my chill months or whatever um, or time that I chose to just kind of sit back. But it's hard too because um, anything could pop up on a job and if you need to be there and you have, it's, it's just kind of always last minute with so design. You're always so catching up. You're always, that, that makes, I mean, having a construction background, that's how it always is. Mm -hmm. Everything's always behind schedule and things pop up and set things up. So now everybody's working overtime and exactly. staying late all the time. Um, so knowing that design school isn't all pretty, mm -hmm. how can how can someone kind of prepare themselves or expose themselves to the things um, that are in design school, actually, to help them out, like drafting and all, drafting these, all these other stuff? Drafting class is huge. Um, um i think you know in in high school i um interned at a furniture company okay so i learned a lot about that um i found ways to go to the furniture shows trade shows different things like that um would find my again my parents were always really pushing us me and my brother both to pursue people in our career field and ask them questions and just push until we could be around them enough to get whatever answers we mm -hmm, wanted or kind of mm -hmm. learn what it was like. Um, so definitely try to shadow one, go to as many. Um, San Francisco has some great, the design center is an awesome place to kind of tour if you can get in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they used to have a big furniture mart there and it closed down now it's in Vegas, but there's um, gosh, maybe even interning for a florist or a wedding event planner. It's, mm -hmm. They all deal with similar, they're different types of struggles, but it's always last minute or high budget things that mm -hmm. can go wrong. Lots of pressure. So that that's also another way to kind of expose yourself. Out. Yeah. And, and a lot of DIY, like if you want, I mean, the best way is by doing it yourself. Like mm -hmm. if you're trying to become a designer, then you know, as a little girl, I redid my room. I don't even know how many times, you know, and I helped as many people as I could in high school. Can I, you know, redecorate this or that? And I did mm -hmm. everything I could. And I took classes and faux finishing classes, even though I don't faux finish. Mm -hmm. Now I know the terms used to communicate with a faux mm -hmm. finisher. So for someone that doesn't know what in the world is faux finish. So it's like a specialty painter who does like makes things look like it's something that it's not, what, you know, so, whether it's okay. marble okay. or making a wall look like it's wood or murals or mm. things like that. So okay, okay. any kind of class or course or sewing, anything to help communicate, um, the more knowledge and background you have and things, then the more it'll help you in the future. Okay. Always, yeah. So even, and because you said you're so involved with three models in construction, even uh, volunteering or shadowing at a regular construction company, I guess, because they already have mm -hmm. like some of the things figured out like, the studs sheetrock but then they also have the finish figured out so you can kind of see all first of all management mm -hmm. that it takes time reality of how things kind of come together what happens when you put everything on and it gets wet and got to tear it down yeah. and, or something like that there's always crisis i think yeah any if you can you know find friends get um jobs internships at anything related to the design mm -hmm. field it's going to help you in the future in one way or another. So are I, I actually noticed uh, on your story, you posted like a networking event. Mm -hmm. So are there though, like, are there a lot of networking events in the Sacramento area for 
somebody that's trying to kind of get to know or introduce themselves to designers? Um, sure there are. I work so, um, that was an event that was put on by the Barn and Pantry Dixon. It's a little coffee shop for women mm-hmm. in business. So any entrepreneur, um, that was female and local was welcome to come, but it was any, 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 any field. Okay. Yeah. Any field. And then, but there are associations of interior designers. Um, I belong to several Facebook groups of mm-hmm. local designers. Okay. And then we share resources and how do you deal with this problem or issue? And so actually Facebook has been really helpful and Instagram, just making connections on Instagram is probably Facebook and Instagram is probably the best way to reach out to people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last question for me is how do you find clients? They find me typically. Yeah. So do you promote your stuff? That wasn't always that way. Okay. Um, I think once you do enough jobs and word of mouth and put you, then people start to communicate with each other. Um, But I mean, typically, you know, I, I hustled when I first started out just talking to anybody I could, trying to get my stuff out there, redoing my own things and posting pictures of it or blogging about it or whatever to get my stuff out there. So it took you 15 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've worked my tail off. I, I've i worked uh, actually more like 30 years because I'm 34. So okay. like I've, since I was a little kid, been working. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, to, you know, get my scholarship to college to get because you know it was like you want to go to the school you want will help a little bit but you have to get the scholarship because it's right. just too much money so then i mean i skipped a lot of my high school fun activities to work on design projects to get into school i i just worked so hard because this is something i'm so passionate about and i didn't want to have to do a career that was conventional i wanted to do what i felt to do see that's crazy to me because when i when i think of people like skipping out on fun stuff in in high school or college i'm thinking like people are trying to become doctors or trying Mm -hmm. to become like astronauts or something and typically when when i think of like cute things or design or something i'm like okay well that how serious is this career right right but like you're saying all the successful designers that we see like yourself they actually have to put in the grind. I mean, oh things gosh. just don't happen. Yeah, and it's so technical. It's so, I mean, you look at Architectural Digest. I mean, there's, that's like a whole other level of just, you know, working with teams of architects and builders and every little detail, every nook and cranny and doorknob and hinge it is thought out and wow. planned. Yeah, every little detail. And um, yeah, so it's it's really a lot more technical than people think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's That's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky, yeah. Again, if, if somebody's wanting to do it more as a hobby and just mm-hmm. be a decorator, then, you know, that's kind of fun and they can just do it on their own house. But if you're mm-hmm. wanting to, like, take design seriously, then you got to get, you know, your feet wet with the architecture side yeah, yeah. and the construction side okay. and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So thank thank you again. I want to thank you for coming on. Me, I appreciate it. Yes. Um. I hope. I hope you guys found this interesting. I know I did because I learned about interior design. I. uh, This is actually a serious career and a serious degree Mm -hmm. for people that take it seriously. Um. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I super appreciate it.